0: Hey guys, this is Georgia with Ancient Aliens and you're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens with Jamie and Brie.
1: You're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. I'm Jamie. I'm Brie and we're two sides of the coin. Welcome, space family, back to another episode. Tonight, we're going to be talking about JFK and and his uh, time in office and dealing with UFOs and things like that. Before we start, I just want to really do a quick disclaimer, especially if this is your first time listening to the podcast. We do our best to offer all of the point of view. So this is
2: everything that has to do with ufology. We don't just tell one story and we don't say it's one way or the other. All of this is researched all the time, but there's different avenues. And I think we both feel that we're very clear when we say that we don't know that this is for sure one way and we never really claim to take one side or say, this happened, this happened, this happened, and not leave it up for question. Everything that we talk about is a question. We're not here to tell you guys exactly what happened. We're just here to offer you everything that there is to know within this field.
1: Yeah, we just try to put as much information out there as we can on a topic, and it's really up to you guys to decide whether or not you believe it to be true or, you know, something just made up and crazy. Yep. All right, Brie, let's get into our episode. I'm pretty stoked about JFK.
3: The very word secrecy is repugnant
2: pretty controversial. After Eisenhower, John F. Kennedy becomes the 35th President of the United States, and this is between January 20th, 1961 until the day of his assassination, which was November 22nd, 1963. Because of the many issues Kennedy had to face during his presidency, there's an abundance of conspiracy theories surrounding JFK from him threatening the Federal Reserve, pulling out of Vietnam, his sexual relations with Marilyn Monroe, his knowledge of UFOs, and possibly challenging the secret space program. When we first discussed Majestic 12, we talked about James Forrestal, one of the alleged Majestic 12 members, who was also our first Secretary of Defense. We mentioned how Forrestal was close with Kennedy and took him along to Germany in 1945, and this was after the war. So he took Kennedy with him to look at recovered German technology. Forrestal was known for sharing secrets, which ultimately led to his death, but because of this Forrestal-Kennedy connection, Kennedy was already exposed to the secret technology and possibly had prior knowledge of our secret space program, and that was before he was even a congressman. It's definitely suggested that Kennedy's prior exposure to all that is why he pressed for the end of secrecy involving UFOs and in our secret space program. He came into this presidency with the knowledge of UFOs and the whole conspiracy behind it, so he wanted access to that information, but instead he found himself blocked. Kennedy was the first president to ask Congress to approve more than $22 billion for the Apollo project, which would land us on the moon. It could have been to create his own secret space program, since he was kept in the dark about secret space programs in general. The CIA released two memos written by JFK, One was JFK to the CIA requesting all UFO documents, and the subject title was Classification Review for All UFO Intelligence Files Affecting National Security. The second memo was sent to the NASA Administrator. The subject title was Cooperation with the USSR on Outer Space Matters. JFK wanted cooperation with the Soviet Union on mutual interest of space and the importance of getting us there. He wrote, quote, It is important that we make a clear distinction between the knowns and unknowns in the event the Soviets try to mistake our extended cooperation as a cover of intelligence gathering of their defense and space programs. He also put, I would like you to arrange a program of data sharing with NASA where unknowns are a factor. Both of those memos were dated November 12, 1963. Ten days later, he was assassinated. There's another interesting memo which was released but not officially. It's a leaked document Timothy Cooper received by an anonymous source who worked at the CIA from 1960 to 1974. He pulled the document from being torched while the CIA was burning his most covert and sensitive material. The document is known as the burned memo. It was written from the CIA director, which was Majestic 1, and it was sent to Majestic 2 through Majestic 7, So it wasn't to all of the Majestic 12 members suggesting they weren't all in agreement. Hmm. The memo says, quote, As you must know, Lancer has made some inquiries regarding our activities, which we cannot allow. It also says, quote, Please submit your reviews no later than October. Your actions to this matter is critical to the continuance of the group. The document continues to say that Washington cannot be influenced any further. It should be wet. Well, Lancer was JFK's Secret Service name. I was just gonna ask, who the hell's Lancer? And wet was name for assassination. Wet like blood. So you can pretty much put two and two together here. They're basically saying that JFK is asking for too much information
1: and so he needs to be dealt with. He needs with. to be dealt with, yeah. You know, it's interesting that there's so many documents and connections to JFK. Especially when you mention the Kennedy and Forrestal connection, because James Forrestal wasn't the only notable figure Kennedy was connected to. And just like Forrestal, there's conspiracies surrounding the death of Marilyn Monroe. The conspiracy theories surrounding Marilyn Monroe's death range from Robert Kennedy killing her himself, to the CIA staging her suicide to get back at the Kennedy family for the Bay of Pigs invasion disaster. Many books have been written speculating what actually happened around the circumstances of her death, but none of them are as far out as the theory of her death being caused by her knowledge of UFOs. I feel like this theory really came into the public eye from Dr. Stephen Greer, whose documentary, Unacknowledged, claimed that Monroe was killed by the government because she was threatening to leak classified information about extraterrestrials. But the story really begins in 1995, when author Milo Spurlagillo held a press conference in Los Angeles. Up until 1995, Milo never really had a thought of aliens and UFOs being the reason for Marilyn's death. All three of the books he wrote about her final days didn't have a mention of the conspiracy at all. But along came a man named Timothy Cooper, who from the early to late 1990s was a well-known and controversial figure in ufology. He has hundreds of documents in which we've talked about some of you here in the episode today and even on past episodes. But for right now, we're only going to focus on the Marilyn Monroe memo, which I'm not going to read the whole thing, although it's really short. Basically, what you need to know about it is on the top of the paper, it says that all of the information inside of this paper came from the wiretapping of the telephone conversations between reporter Dorothy Kilgallen and her close friend Howard Rothberg. And also from the wiretap phone conversations of Marilyn Monroe and a Attorney General Robert Kennedy. The first bullet point says, Rothberg discussed the apparent comeback of subject with Killigan and the breakup with the Kennedys. Rothberg told Killigan that she was attending Hollywood parties hosted by the inner circle among Hollywood's elite and was becoming the talk of the town again. Rothberg indicated in so many words that she had secrets to tell, no doubt arising from her tryst with the president and the attorney general. One such secret mentions the visit by the president to their secret air base for the purpose of inspecting things from outer space. Killigan replied that she knew what might be the source of his visit. In the mid-50s, Killigan learned of secret efforts by US and the UK governments to identify the origins of crashed spacecraft and dead bodies from a British government official. Killigan believed the story may have come from the New Mexico story in the late 40s. Killigan said that if the story is true, there would be a terrible embarrassment for Jack and his plan to have NASA put men on the moon. Point number two, subject repeatedly called the attorney general and complained about why she was being ignored by the president and his brother. Point number three, subject threatened to hold a press conference and would tell all. Point number four, subject made references to bases in Cuba and knew the president's plan to kill Castro. Bullet point number five, subject made reference to her diary of secrets and what the newspaper would do with such disclosures. And on the very bottom, there's a part that's redacted, but it's signed by James Angleton, who at the time was the chief of counterintelligence for the CIA. The document is dated August 3, 1962, just a day before Marilyn Monroe's death. This proves that the CIA was worried about sensitive information being passed to Marilyn from the Kennedy brothers, and even more worried about her documentation of this sensitive information. The biggest issue with this document is its authenticity. The majority of the public find Timothy's papers to be nothing more than a hoax made up by Timothy. But people in our community stick behind a lot of the documents as credible and verifiable. The Monroe Memo in particular has said to have been verified by the CIA itself, only it was really verified on nothing more than a technicality. And the best way I can describe it is when you send something to the Freedom of Information Act to get stuff released, you have to give them like proof and evidence. And so somebody submitted, it was a man named Dr. Donald R. Burleson, was basically putting in this request to get more information about this specific document. And the CIA basically accepted his document and came back out and said, you know what, we don't have anything on this, sorry. Instead of just being like, oh, this document's bogus, so we're not even going to look into it and your appeal is dismissed. Instead, the government took the document like, oh, okay, well, let us look around and we'll get back to you. Then they got back to him and they didn't have any information to give them. Whether that be because there was actually no information to give or they were just trying to cover something up, we don't know. But a lot of people speculate that that document has to be real or else the CIA would have never accepted that appeal. They just would have flat out been like, no, that's a bogus document. We don't care. So technically it's been verified by the CIA because it doesn't make any sense why they would accept a document if it was bogus. Robert Wood
2: and his son Ryan Wood, they've dedicated their lives to authenticating all of the Majestic 12 documents. Mm -hmm. And they've gone into just, I mean, incredible forensics that they can do to verify these documents. And you guys can actually look it up. I think it's just Majestic12Documents.com and you can look into all of it and they also explain like all the different ways that they use to authenticate the documents, whether if it's certain stamps that they're using or the spacing in between the papers. There's all kinds of stuff that go into it. and so that is one of the documents that is considered to be verified. So whether or not you believe that Marilyn Monroe's death could have been connected to the UFO cover-up, it's interesting how many people and events were connected to Kennedy and his possible assassination. Mm-hmm. Remember our Men in Black episode when we talked about Maury Island and Fred Crisman came up and I said, don't forget about him because we're going to come back to him with JFK. And it's just so crazy because... Obviously, Fred Christman was such a big character in the Maury Island incident. Mm -hmm. You know, some people say that it was actually one of our early stages of the SSP, which is why it was failing. And with Fred Christman being involved, he could have possibly been involved in that maybe as a counterintelligence officer, and also that he was the person that put that box into the airplane that supposedly had pieces of that crashed UFO that apparently went down. It's also been suggested that
1: maybe he was the one that sabotaged the plane. I was just going to say, do you think maybe that he took the pieces of the UFO and replaced it with, I don't know, maybe like a like a bomb a or bomb. something? Yeah. And that's why it
2: blew up? Is that a and possibility you're throwing out there? Well, that's something that they talk about. Oh. And what's also very interesting is that Richard Dolan has said that he thinks that Fred Chrisman was brought over with Operation Paperclip. Oh, okay. So it's strange that he's connected there, and then when there was all the in- investigation into Kennedy's assassination when Garrison was going in and digging all these people up, Fred Chrisman was one of his top suspects because mm-hmm. Fred Chrisman was heavily involved with all the other suspects and all the key players. It's interesting that you have this person really connected way back from the 40s and then 20 years later, he's being pulled back up, connected to the assassination with JFK. Mm-hmm kind of like all these different moving parts, but they're all really connected with this UFO subject when it comes to JFK. And obviously that's not the only reason why he could have been assassinated. Mm -hmm. It's interesting though that this is just one leg of the possibility it could go down on and it's all connected with UFOs.
1: Okay, so do you think that the assassination of JFK was an inside job? Yeah. Okay, we're not gonna speculate about why specifically it was an inside job, right? Because I think that there's... Too deep. Well, I think that there's more than one reason. I think yeah, that yeah, the, yeah. the alien stuff of it is probably part of it, but I th- also think that there's other things. But I think what's important about JFK is not necessarily the reason he was assassinated, because we're never going to know for an infinitive fact what that is. But, oh, yeah. But we just have to know that it was an inside job.
2: I strongly believe so. Okay. There's another document I haven't got my hands on, but it's called the Torbit document, and it's very well-known and in the ufology field. And it's basically suggesting that after Kennedy had sent these memos to the CIA and NASA, basically demanding these UFO reports, and also that they're working in tandem with the Soviets, which at the time was like, absolutely not. Communism was the biggest scare at the time. And he then goes and visits NASA like five or six days later. Mm. And apparently he gets in this big fight with one of the people very well known, Warner Von Braun, one of the head of Operation Paperclip scientists. Mm -hmm. And apparently this big argument was over what our space program would be and that Kennedy was really arguing for us to be more of a public space program. And so he had different intentions. And that the big root of that could have been because Kennedy wanted maybe some of this technology to be known. And obviously, you can't have any type of anti-gravitic technology out there to the public. And they just exploded into this giant fight. And then that's when, you know, a week later, he was assassinated. So there's, there's so many different moving parts, obviously. I think the government is willing to kill for space and alien matters at all times. I think uh, the government's willing to kill for a,
1: lot of, <laughs> a reasons. lot of reasons. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And again, it was, you know, that whole Cuba bullshit nightmare that was happening. He stood up for African-American rights, which a lot of people could not handle at the mm-hmm. time. He was just a very controversial president. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he was very peacekeeping. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it seems like the government has issues with that because, like, national security and
1: control is number one. Do you think that there's a possibility that JFK wasn't really assassinated but faked his own assassination (gasps) so that he could lead the New World Order, i.e. the Illuminati or, like, shadow government?
2: No, because I think those are the people that killed him. Oh. So how would he—the shadow government is the whole reason why they got rid of him. So why would he then, in turn— be on their
1: side i don't know because i've heard a lot of people say that they think that jfk faked his own assassination so that he could go underground and lead the deep state basically okay a i lot can't of people believe that, that for tupac like he faked his own death so he could <laughs> dip out but
2: like for jfk come on
1: well it, i'm just saying it's a possibility there's people who there believe it so i wanted your opinion on it his head was exploded like a watermelon are you sure that was him and not his clone i mean they did have a clone <laughs> of eisenhower meeting with ETs, so who's not I to say? I don't know that's true. So who's not to say that they didn't have a clone of JFK over there? I'm just saying. It's, just, it's weird to me that basically everyone in JFK's family gets like killed in some oh, yeah. way,
2: shape, or form. You know, and I haven't looked extensively into that. You know who has? My grandmother. Yes, she has. She could tell you a buttload about all the weird conspiracies maybe, behind the rest of their deaths. Maybe we can convince her to maybe do a pre-pod oh, or something. Oh, It will turn into maybe maybe she's very knowledgeable about it yeah she's very very knowledgeable about that indeed you know i have to say that i have which i haven't said on any of our podcasts when we're talking about all of the like secret space program stuff that i think is worth a mention we speculate a lot about the government and of course there's unfortunate things that they've done and of course we're gonna fight for like less secrecy behind this entire subject but Mm -hmm. i also don't want to make it sound like i'm ungrateful for being an american Or like I'm not grateful for, you know, what the country's done or you know, I don't want to sound like I'm ungrateful to live here. Like we
1: don't hate the government.
2: I I mean like you know, we're just questioning We're just questioning them, that's all. Yeah, exactly. I question them. Of course, no one's perfect, nothing's perfect. I wish things were different, but I also don't wanna sound like I'm like an ungrateful person because I know there's other places to live in the
1: world. That are like China, less fortunate. Like China. I no, no, don't say
2: that because other people they listen to us.
1: Wasn't, well, but no, but but like the government in China right now, like something was just released today in their news that they actually have like a a physical list of women and how ready they are to breed. Okay, that's fucking scary. That's literally something that they have, and it's not a joke. It came out today that they have this list of women and how, on a scale, like how ready they are to breed. Oh, shit. This is also a country who now is using social media points, basically. They're tracking all of their citizens, and if your social score is too low, they don't let you do things like ride the train. Okay, that was an episode on Blacklist. And that's a real thing that happens now in China. Or Blackmere. Blackmere. It's a real thing that's happening in China right now. That's very If you go on your social media or anything, and you you say, like, you don't like the Chinese government, your social points go down, and you can't get on trains, or you can't shop at grocery stores, you can't hail a cab. You know we're going to get fucked on Reddit for this. We don't have to put it in there. I'm just throwing this information out <laughs> you there. Might for you might as well
2: put it on because we're getting enough hated as it is. That's true. But yeah, I just want to throw that in there. I don't want to be like,
1: I hate America. We know I live here. Yeah, you know we, what I mean? we I, love America. We also like other countries. Like I'm a big fan of like you know Canada or like. I think we're fair. You How know about that. California, because it's basically its own country at this point. Just like the disclaimer in the beginning of the episode, I
2: think we're fair. We mention all sides. We mm-hmm. don't claim I'm not ungrateful to be an American. Of course, I'm going to question everything. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So you guys take what you want from that, you know, decide what do you think? Do you think that his assassination had something to do with UFOs? Regardless, I think that JFK and his presidency is known for being linked to this entire subject, regardless. Would you say he was notorious? Oh, God.
1: <laughs> it depends on what meaning you're trying to use when you say so notorious. Notorious either can mean well-known well, well known or well-known in a negative way. Jesus. <laughs> So I just like Rochambeau'd it and I picked one. So, yeah, we're not getting too deep into the JFK stuff. We're definitely only scratching the surface when it comes to it. There's so much more that you can dig into, but we really want you guys to do your research and make up your own mind. We are going to take a sidestep from the Secret Space
2: program next, though. We're going to yeah. give it a little
1: bit of a break. Yeah. Our brains are a little bit fried when it comes to the Secret Space program because we have this issue where, you know, we want to do the JFK episode, but then the more and more we dig, the more and more it turns into a five-hour episode. Right. And, you know, we don't want to get too long on the episode. for you guys. We know that you guys like our episodes a little bit shorter because you can listen to it, you know, maybe on your lunch break, maybe on your way to work. So we're definitely trying to make sure that we're getting as much information as we can in a timely manner. Yeah, so we'll jump around a little bit. We're going to take a side step, and then we'll be back to it. And we want you guys to know, email us, DM us, let us know what kind of episodes you want to listen to. Is there a topic that you're really, really into that you're like, you guys, you have to talk about this. More people need to hear about it. Shoot us an email. Simon, our favorite Reddit user, knows he sent me a list. That I think we've done two or three episodes based on suggestions that he sent us. Yeah, let us know what you think. All right, guys, we're going to do some... uh shout outs now we'll start off with our skeptic Jan, from the good the bad and the just plain standard podcast then we have our truth seekers destiny at destiny from space on instagram our newest patreon member j plus at j plus on instagram and scotty at Scotty doodle on instagram hey scotty love you now we have our skeptical truth seekers which is adam von arndt at von art 13 on instagram and he's one of the hosts of not for everyone podcast Next, we're gonna do our middle bitch category, which we have the other co-host of Not for Everyone podcast, which is Bobby. He's at Pinball Bobby and at Not for Everyone podcast on Instagram. Then we have our skeptical middle bitch, and it's AP at Weather Traditions Apey, on Instagram. We haven't heard from you in a hot second, so DM us or something. Let us know you're still alive. And last but not least, we have our anything is possible category, which is Matt. Matt, love he you. He is at Thriller for Riller on Instagram and on YouTube. Check him out, you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening and. We'll- We'll talk to you soon we love you all good night fuck you mountain view california and we love you beaver dam <laughs> we love you guys
0: hello this is rex larson deep state rex coming from you live from now the western sector of the american redoubt i cannot give you my precise coordinates but i have something that i would like to posit to you and your audience and it is what I like to call the puppet master theory of alien invasion. Now, before I tell you what my theory is, I want to ask you all a question. Why are aliens so anally fixated on the human race? It seems like every time we hear a news story, there is a probe or some sort of alien technology found deeply embedded into the anal orifices of both men and women. It's mainly men, but sometimes women. Well, I'm going to tell you why. They've been watching us for decades, probably since before the times of vaudeville, but we're going to start with vaudeville. You have puppet acts. You have ventriloquists doing all sorts of entertaining things. Now, and then you got puppet shows, you got uh, howdy doody, all this. And they watch this and they think this is how you control somebody. They don't understand the human anatomy, unfortunately, because it makes a very painful process for us. They can't just knock us out and go s- scrambling with our brains. No, they have to forcefully, and it causes a dang bloody mess, deal with our our rear ends. They have watched us control the speech patterns of puppets by putting a hand into the rear end of the puppet. And they think, ah, this is how we control them. This is how we subjugate the human race. We can... We will dictate their every word, their every thought. We will even make them dance like marionettes if we have to. This is the puppet master theory of alien invasion. And I I haven't seen anyone be able to come to me with a counter theory or a, a debunking of this theory yet. So as of now, I do believe... This is the number one theory to define why aliens, one, are coming to this planet, and two, what their goal is, and that is to control us. And three, unfortunately, again, they do not understand human anatomy.